Welcome to Bar Fights with attorney and advocate Sarah Klein. Taking on issues that matter and advocating for legal, cultural, and political change everywhere in order to protect children and vulnerable adults. Joining the conversation are survivors, advocates, lawyers, media personalities, athletes, celebrities, authors, wellness aficionados, and many more. Because bringing real justice takes a team of experts who care. Now, leading the fight is your host, Sarah Klein. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Bar Fights. I've missed you. I think we took a week or two off um, as I had to travel for work and keep slaying those dragons. But um, in this final week of January, I am so excited for the guests we have today to continue to carry the torch of just incredible souls that we've brought you on this show who have been through a lot, faced a lot, seen a lot, experienced a lot, and are bringing their lessons and their wisdom and their insights here for you guys to draw from. And so today is absolutely um, one of those episodes. I'm going to introduce you to our guest, and you're going to just want to listen to her talk (laughs) until she puts you to bed with this beautiful, calm, lovely accent that she has. Um, Yasima Rose is our guest today. She is a lovely soul that has, like many of our guests, faced her fair share of trauma in her life. And what she's been through is what now makes her such an infectious light to be around. And she is the author of a book. The name of her book is called The Truth of Trauma. And boy, do we all need to read that. You guys, welcome to the show, the lovely Yusima Rose. Yusima, thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you so much. You're such a beautiful light yourself. So thank you so much for receiving me and just allowing me to share my message. And also hello to everybody who's listening and just Honouring everyone, you know, and knowing we're all humans, we're all doing our best to navigate our way through life. Absolutely. You guys, I told you her voice is mesmerizing, her face, her smile are mesmerizing. So, Yusima, tell us your story. How, How did you end up not only being an author of a book about trauma, but really making this a big part of your life's work? It was never a plan. <laughs> never, <laughs> never is, right? <laughs> Life had a bigger plan and that was it. You know, I was a qualified fashion designer and makeup artist and that's where my soul was bringing me. But I always said when I was a teenager, I'd love to help people and cancel. I just do it now in a different way. So it was actually when I was married. I'm now a divorcee. Um, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness called fibromyalgia and I was battling in my 20s for my life and during that time I had PTSD Now I wasn't actually diagnosed it wasn't until years later I discovered that I was going through PTSD because I wasn't conscious that what was happening and what was um, awakening within me during that toxic marriage was actually the abuse that I suppressed from my childhood trauma So that was where my journey really began. And it was only when I was like at rock bottom and I just couldn't see a way that was going to help me survive this experience that I surrendered to something bigger than myself. I just got on my knees, please, 
give me something like I was fighting for my very existence and that's when I was really guided by something bigger than myself from that moment in my 20s I just surrendered to a higher path and I just followed the breadcrumbs and I was always told that I would be an author and I was like don't be so silly like I'm not going to write a book well then during my divorce I actually activated my first book The Truth of Trauma so it's been a series of moments that have led me and I still don't even feel I think because I've been through so much I still I'm a bit like how can I be an author because I'm just a human being like I just I resonate with everyone so deeply because I've been in such dark places in my life so when people come to me and they're like oh you changed my life I'm like oh don't be so silly I'm still kind of that person um but it's been such a humbling path and I truly believe that even though we don't deserve what we have been through, we can alchemize it and use it for a greater good. I love that. And I've heard that before that sort of rock bottom moment um, where, where all these breakthroughs happen. I don't know if you ever read that book, um, Eat, Pray, Love. It was a big (laughs) hit here in the United States. And she talks about being on her bathroom floor and having that rock bottom moment and, and, praying really for the first time in her life. Um, what was that like for you? What led you to that moment and how did things change after that moment? I'm actually, I always get emotional when I talk about this because it really was a dark point. Um, I remember like my whole body was just broke down. Like my ribs broke because I couldn't even breathe. My body was so weak. And there was no answers for me in the medical system. I was codependent on the hospital because I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what I was going through. I had no idea that I was awakening and going through this like PTSD of childhood trauma. So I was just alone trying to figure out how the hell am I going to survive this experience? And, you know, when I was ringing ambulances and crying out for my life, I knew something would have to change. And that's when I really surrendered to there has to be another path because the conventional path that was paid for me wasn't going to save my life. You know, I was going to doctors, specialists. Nobody had the answers for me. Nobody was helping me. I was told by one specialist that I was going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And I couldn't even take a breath without feeling that I'd been hit by an absolute truck. And although I still have adversity with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, I can function I was in a place where I genuinely couldn't go to sleep at night because I didn't think I'd make it to the next day I was fighting for every single breath and it was during that time I just had to there was no other like I had to find a way um because I wouldn't have had a life if I didn't and when I was really guided then to spirituality and Reiki and quantum healing I was just willing to do whatever it takes like I wasn't even a spiritual person I'm not religious I'm none of those things like I was just a normal person so when I was guided to all these different things and these different alternative healing modalities I was just willing to do whatever it took and I very much am that kind of person anyway I do not do less than it's 150% and nothing other than that so when I was called to that different path I surrendered to this is what I'm meant to be doing and that was it there was no question about it for me yeah because it really was a situation of life or death right um so I I have so many 
great listeners on this show that have either hit their rock bottom, feel like they're sort of, you know, around that space in their lives or have made some progress in their healing. But as you've mentioned, traditional modalities are not always helpful. How many times do you tell the same old story and beat your head against the same old wall, right? And I've talked to so many people that are are looking for new and better ways to work through trauma. And I feel like modern medicine is only just beginning to dip their toes into the idea that there might be other ways to heal the body and and heal the mind and the spirit. Um, You mentioned some cool stuff. I think you said Reiki um, and some other stuff. I've, I've tried Reiki before. I love it, by the way, for anybody listening. But teach me even what some of these things are. And I know my listeners are so hungry for this information. What are some of these modalities? How do they work? What have you loved? Um, what has really been able to, to shake things up in, in good ways for you? So my, like my whole journey begun with Reiki. Like that, what was, I remember when I surrendered and was like on my rock bottom, I went to a wedding and I met one of my dearest friends now and she was into a Reiki. And I have thought this was at the time, I just thought this is woo-woo. I didn't have a clue, but I found it so fun um, that I was like, I need to try this out. And I actually, I spoke about this on my website. I traveled for about a year and a half to a specialist to get Reiki sessions. Literally, it was a five-hour journey to go to this Reiki specialist because I wanted to do whatever I could to heal myself. And that's when I started really on the journey of becoming my own healer. Now, I'm actually a quantum Reiki master. Wow. Um, Yeah. Can you give us a a short explanation for our listeners about what Reiki is? So this is my definition of Reiki. Reiki Mm -hmm. is allowing a pure energy to move through you to clear your body of anything not of love. That's it. That's how I break it down. Anything that's trapped, because trauma gets trapped in the vessel. And this is what is not taught within the Western medicine field is the nervous system must be healed at a level that we're releasing it from the body we live in. So Reiki helps make that a gentler experience by placing the hands on the body and allowing that energy to be removed from the system. That's such a good explanation. The way I would describe it for for the kindergartners out there is you go in a room, you stay fully clothed, at least I did, and the practitioner places their hands uh, or just right above your body. Some practitioners, from what I understand, don't physically touch. But when I had it done, they place their hands on your body in different locations, and it's like an hour of you know, just them resting their hands and breathing. And I don't know about other people, but I went into like a meditation and I went like out there and I woke up just feeling so refreshed. And, you know, like you said, like energy had been dislodged in places that maybe it had been stuck before. Um, But what you're saying goes back to the idea that the body keeps the score, And I think what you're saying is you can't just heal trauma by thinking your way through it, right? No, No. and this is what 
A lot of people teach uh, uh, trauma from a disembodied state. We have to remember we are mind, body and soul. So we have to really incorporate all components to fully heal. And the mind feels what the body experiences. So those thoughts that are coming through the mind are actually from trapped energy in your body. They're not separate, they're one. So when you can come into a space of embodiment because a lot of people that have gone through trauma go into disorientation dissociation disembodiment when you can use daily practices to come into the body and start to heal from a body level that's when you can clear the trauma in your vessel I mean I gotta repeat what you just said the mind feels what the body experiences I mean how True is that. And I can't tell you how many times over the course of my healing journey, I've beat myself up because I understand it on a logical level. And yet I can't change a visceral knee jerk reaction to a certain trigger or a certain smell or a certain whatever. The mind feels what the body experiences. So really addressing trauma on that cellular physical body level and energetically is so important. And it's, it's not something, you know, I'm all for Western medicine and, you know, all sorts of, you know, medication or whatever it is that helps you, but that's something that, you know, a medication or a, you know, a certain, you know, I don't know what can't help with, right? Yeah, we need tools and resources and crutches to lean on as we navigate our way through healing the trauma but the core of it is having that self-compassion and awareness that our body is like locking in everything we've been through it's like a memory like every part of our being remembers a certain experience and it may not even be ours it could be in the womb from our mother or our grandmother And when you can have that awareness of your body has been through and remembers that experience, instead of, you know, repeating the cycle of trauma and beating yourself up, you can come into love and self-awareness and acknowledge, oh my gosh, like you have experienced this and you are remembering this. And instead of attacking it, you're actually seeing it and holding it in love. And that's where true healing begins. That's so beautiful. You guys, the book is the truth of trauma. Tell us more. You see tell us more. What are some of the other modalities that you, that you stepped into on your healing journey? So I, I tried many different modularities and then I started to really open up to spiritual gifts. And that's where my book came in. And um, what came through for me, the core principle of healing from trauma is no longer abusing and abandoning oneself because unconscious, unconsciously we're still replaying so many patterns that have been projected onto us from those who have been repeating the cycle of trauma onto us through our childhood. So instead of repeating that woundedness by attacking and hating and self-loathing, it's coming into a space of, well, I'm not going to be the abuser anymore. Once you make that commitment and that vow to yourself, that's when you can truly heal your lineage because it's not just about healing you. It's about healing everything that's been carried through generation after generation. And that's really what birthed this book is it gives the practices, the meditative tools and initiations that I've used to help me continue to stay on the path of heal, being healed from trauma. Because it's a daily practice. 
it's a daily practice. That's for sure. What I just wrote down that is, is a big aha moment for me, the vow not to carry forth that pattern and abuse ourselves. I can't tell you. I mean, that resonates with me so much. It's like your abusers out of the picture, but you know, the being hard on yourself, beating yourself up, being frustrated with yourselves when you take a couple steps forward and 10 steps back, the why am I not as far along in my journey as she is, right? Like all of those thoughts and beliefs and ways in which we are abusing ourselves, whether it's even just not sleeping enough or not taking care of our bodies or, you know, being harder on ourselves than anybody um, ever possibly would be is perpetuating the pattern of our abusers. That's a big aha. Not being free. That's not being free. You're still trapped in the cycle of trauma. And if you truly want to liberate yourself, you devote yourself to love. You devote yourself to being that person you needed that soul that you needed as a child who didn't nurture you and love you and protect you, you devote to being that. You are the caregiver, the caretaker of oneself. And that's really what this whole work is based around, is helping people commit to being that love in the world by saying, I'm no longer going to abandon and neglect myself because we can't change what's happened to us. And yes, we are a victim, especially if we've gone through sexual trauma. It's not right. However, if we continue to be the abuser of oneself and punish ourselves for something someone else did, we're not actually breaking ourselves free from the cycle. <laughs> I'm literally speechless. I mean, I've I've been to a lot of therapy, girl. I've been to a lot of therapy. I've been into a lot of this and a lot of that. I've read all the books, but the way you just put that, um, I'm still guilty of doing what you just described, um, as much work as I've done. And as far as I've come, so I can't even imagine, um, how, how my listeners are feeling also right now. Um, if you were to give advice right now to, to somebody that is struggling, um, you know, the, the, the five-year anniversary of, of, our perpetrator um, going to prison just occurred uh, last week. And I talked to a lot of my, my friends and sister survivors who said, you know, it's, it's not going well. Um, You know, we're five years into putting this guy in prison. I'm still struggling. Um, What was the first piece of advice you would give somebody? This is going to be hard. um, And, you know, I, I, I have been through sexual trauma. I went through it for 10 years. So don't say that, think that I'm saying this from a place where I don't understand because I do. But the only way to truly free yourself from that is forgiveness. And it even makes me emotional because it took me 10 years. um, And I realised that the more I was angry and bitter and deeply wounded from that the more I was staying in victim consciousness I wasn't truly thriving because I was still surviving and you know we can be angry we can be hurt we can feel all those things yes honor your beautiful emotions honor how hurt you are scream let it all out 
but do it and then move on. You have to find forgiveness in yourself, not for them. They don't matter. They're irrelevant on your journey. You matter. And if you don't find that peace within yourself, you're going to suffer the rest of your life. And that's the best advice I can give. I have the chills, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that was perfectly put um, straight to the core, extremely inspiring. You're exactly right. And so the things we're talking about today, the beauty of it, they're all wrapped up into one beautiful book. You guys, it's called The Truth of Trauma. And I encourage everybody listening to listen to this woman, listen to what she has shared today. We need this. Um, we need you. And it's always so strange to say, and also to hear that we are grateful for what you have gone through. Um, because now look at the voice you're able to provide, um, not just for me who needed to hear what you had to say today, but for everybody listening in this podcast is, is continuously shared for, for a long time to come. And so in a way, we can find gratitude for what you've gone through because um, you, my dear, are changing the world for the better. Um, you guys, you see Rose, she's as beautiful as she sounds. And her website is www.thetraumasanctuary.co.uk. And you can learn more about her. You can learn more about her book, The Truth of Trauma, highly recommended. You beautiful soul, thank you for sharing some of your time and wisdom today with us. You're so welcome. And I just have one last gift before you go. For your audience and for you. Hey, um, I love a good gift. <laughs> it's, um, so this was the first thing that was activated for me to begin my healing journey so I want to give this to everybody so that they can have this write it down repeat it to themselves and really begin being free from trauma so just bear with me yes (laughs) ma'am She's doing something, you guys. She's doing something. She is going to. Glasses are on. (laughs) What is she going to read us? Yes, yes. I'm in serious mode. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Okay, so you can, whoever's listening, you can repeat afterwards. You can write whatever feels good to you and your soul. In this moment, I am willing to make a new choice by surrendering the pattern of abandoning myself. I am willingly ready to show up and choose love instead because I am going to be the change I desire to be in this world. You see, Rose, I take that. I feel that. You beautiful, beautiful soul. I just got a little emotional. Thank you so much for being here until we meet again, beautiful person. And you guys, we will see you next week. We do it the best here on bar fights. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much.
Thank you for listening to Bar Fights with attorney Sarah Klein, taking on issues that matter. Please check out our website at barfightspodcast.com, Instagram at barfightspodcast, or Twitter at barfights underscore pod for the latest show updates and archives.